Hey everybody, Percy here with a quick housekeeping note. We are taking the holidays off and we'll be back with another episode of our Brindlewood Bay campaign on January 4th. Be well and see you then. Fantastic. So we are now on the way to Etienne's Fish Tacos, which does not sell tacos. Um, I owe you a clue. Um, so I'm just saying that to remind myself that I owe you a clue. Uh, Etienne's Fish Tacos uh, exists on the docks. Uh, these are kind of the nicer side of the docks of the boardwalk than other parts of Brindlewood Bay because there's a lot of bay, there's a lot of dock, there's a lot of places in Brindlewood Bay. Uh, but Etienne's is in like the nicer part of uh, of town. And you can already see when you approach his stand that yes, it says Etienne's Fish Tacos, but because the sun is sort of setting on this day, um, well, I guess it's still the summer. So it's still up quite a bit, but you know, uh, it is getting into nighttime, meaning that it is gonna get more dangerous for you all. Uh, with your actions. Uh, he's just sort of casually leaning uh, outside. He's clearly like closed down his stall for the day. And he is uh, he's looking good in a white fisherman sweater, um, smoking a pipe. He's got a nice salt and pepper hair going on. Um, just looking quite pleased with himself and his and his day um, with his legs kicked up when you wonderful women approach him. What do you do? Etienne. Good to Hello. see you. Doris. And he gets up and he immediately puts you in a big bear hug. What brings you to the taco stand? Uh, it's been too long, but I I do have to say we're here on some unofficial business. Really? And immediately his his eyes flit over to you, Eddie Rue. And he's just like, and what business might that be? Well, it depends. You know, we can we can mix business and pleasure, as you know, Etienne. I count on it. Um, I, <laughs> I couldn't possibly even. Oh, well, baby. Yes, yeah, sugar. Oh no, I was talking to baby. <laughs> I see what you did. <laughs> oh my. Oh well, it has been a minute. Um, but baby, what did you fill um, Etienne in on? Well, you at uh. uh Oh, I'm all flustered. Oh, I'm all flustered. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Let's just give you that condition, shall we? You now have the condition flustered. <laughs> <laughs> we heard you had something brand new in the freezer. You heard about my body. Yes. We uh, have. We have heard about your body. Oh, also. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's more or less the talk of the town. At least our corner of the town. Or the taco of the town currently. Oh. <laughs> uh, the taco of the town. It's amazing. And he's just sort of smiling very big at you. He still hasn't taken his eyes off of Eddie Rue. And he's just like, oh, yeah, Homer. Mm, a big shame about him, you know. Uh, he always made himself very known. Always with a new wife in tow. And attitudes quite unbecoming for a man his age, if I do say so myself. I've always been, I've always found it more appropriate to woo women with my wit than my wallet. Wouldn't you say so, Eddie Rue? Worked on me at least one time. More than once. Anyway. But yeah. you seem to know the man, absolutely. What was, would you, would you say he was a drinking buddy, a casual acquaintance, an enemy, a uh, 
guy you see around town and don't like a fellow oh, talker lover. I've got all of those. Uh, I mean, we had a business transaction that I was hoping, you know, he would help me with my, with my bar, you know, the bar. Um, but he's, it fell through. Ooh, fish tacos to fish taco bar, eh? This is your leftover clue, Eddie Rue. Um, yeah, uh, it's not, you know, it's, it's my family bar, the bar that was, um, you know, that thing that happened in the, in the fifties, that, that thing, um, uh, who, who here is my uh, history nerd, do you think? Pro- probably Doris. Yeah, I think this makes sense for Doris to know. Um, Doris, as soon as he says it, you remember this story about this bar and that it was uh, in 1952 and it was specifically on election night when Dwight D. Eisenhower was elected. Um but the entire country had been overcome with communist like fever, right? And they were just like, oh, this communist menace. And there was Beauregard's bar because Etienne's last name is Beauregard, Etienne Beauregard. Um, and so this was a family bar and uh, that there was a mob that was led by um, a young Wyman Darrowimple, future sheriff of Brindlewood Bay. Um, and they dragged patrons from the bar and beat them senseless. Um, rumors are that some died, but it was never proven. No one pressed charges anyway, and the Beauregard bar never reopened. So uh, when he's talking about the bar, you know that history um, pretty well. Uh, and for Eddie Rue, you know that that it's a big deal for Etienne to open up that bar again because it was his family bar. Well, you you uh, oh you you don't do you have any other like backup backers for the Beauregard bar? I mean, I for one would love to see how they, like we need a good a good you know coastal sea right 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 on the sea place to to have a little you know let our hair down a little bit in this town. Uh, and he gets very sort of close to you and 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 he touches your arm and he's like, well, thank you so much, Doris. And you know, really. Um, Who doesn't want the bar back? Everyone wants the bar back. So I have plenty of backers. Sure, the money would have been nice from uh, from uh, Homer, but it's it's going to work out just as well. I think it's going to work out just as well. Well, you need a bar back, but you also need bartenders. Lane, you old so and so just always there with your your quips. I had forgotten about that. That is true. Do you want a job when I do reopen? I will I will happily make Cosmos at the opening night. It's it would be my pleasure. Oh, yeah. L- let me tell you what Etienne when it was when it was Lane's turn to bring a snack to the book club. Let's just say we didn't get a lot of discussion done that night. Those Cosmos were top-notch Lane. Uh, yeah, they're boozy. That's the uh, that's the subtext. That's, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, really quickly. Was he sitting on the freezer? Oh no, he's just sitting outside. Um, uh, the freezer's inside. The freezer's inside a room, um, where all of the fish presumably would be. <laughs> well, Etienne, I don't know if this is—I don't know—too morbid. But would you be willing to? Can we see the body? And I like put my hand on his arm. Uh, Eddie Rue, are you trying to use your your womanly wiles on me? Is it working? I mean, I'll let you into my freezer anytime. Well, <laughs> let's hope we don't warm it up too much. Uh, and he just sort of like lets you in. 
Anyhow, fish fries in for two more days. Let's get inside. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's just sort of like waves you all in and he watches you all go. And he like basically looks each and every one of you up and down like a good, solid, like equal opportunity. Lech, um, Etienne loves you all very much and thinks you're all very attractive. And I'm looking this close. <laughs> and, and you're also very short. So like you're literally yeah. like at his belly button. <laughs> Yeah, for reference, I'm like four foot 11. Like I shrink with age. So Lane is very short too. So are you two on the yeah. same level? We are two little peas in one tiny, tiny pod. Yeah, Doris, are you tall? Uh, I think, I think tall-ish. I think like, you know, a good, a healthy, like five, six. <laughs> so tall. Tall. <laughs> in comparison. <laughs> it's above average, isn't it? Uh, all right, yeah. I, then Eddie Rue is probably the tallest, then I suppose. Which you know, she's yeah, six foot nine, former basketball player. <laughs> six <laughs> foot nine. <laughs> just always no, she's in just the smoke cloud. She's just five eight. <laughs> um, when you do go in, though, you do get this wonderful smell off of him. He smells just like vanilla for a fisherman. Like that is, he's just got he's just got a very nice um, vanilla sweet smell about him. Um, even though he's a fisherman. Um, but you get inside and you see this this body out before you, um, Homer's body uh, next to some fish that <laughs> didn't sell that day. Um, and it is packed like around ice and various things. What do you do? Is it is it behind glass? Like, is this a you would go in and look at the fish through glass and buy them? Or is it like kind of just is like it a walk in freezer? It's his walk in like freezer. His walk in. Cool. Yeah. Perfect. I'm going to look at everything around the body first. I mean, see what I, kind think, of fish I he think has. when Lane looks at the body, there is going to be some sort of like, don't run away role. <laughs> Cause I don't think Lane has ever seen a dead body that wasn't like, you know, like there wasn't like someone dying peacefully in a, in a hospital bed. Right. Yeah. So this is the first time that you're seeing a dead body. Um, so how, how does that feel that, that didn't die of natural causes? Completely uncanny and revolting. Great. I think you have a condition of revolted. I think I'd be fascinated because Bill used to tell me stories and write me letters of things that would happen when he was in the war. Um, so is there, are there any markings on the, I mean, like, did we see, are there any sort of like, I don't know, is there evidence of how this person died? Um, so you can roll to metal and here's what I'll say about trying to figure out how someone died. It's a great it's a great thing to try to figure out, but this game mechanic doesn't really work super well for for that. So I'm gonna whatever I give you will still be fairly open, but you can still roll to metal around that. I'm just letting you know that because the game encourages you to figure out whatever path you need to take to get there, it doesn't it doesn't really it doesn't really want you to ever like have a distinct like this is how they died kind of thing. I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Well, then I think it's the sort of thing where yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is like a, I feel like this might also be like sort of a composure thing of like touching this dead body and not, and being able to like actually see if it's, if there are like strangle marks on their neck or like if there's, you know, wounds or like if they're, you know, how long they've been in the, they must not have been in the water very long. So there's not like they're waterlogged or anything. So that, that sort of thing, just like getting any, gathering any sort of information that I can from, that we can from this body. Fantastic. Um, for sure. And do you think that you're impacted at all by your condition in this moment? Not in this regard. No, okay. this isn't. I'm not turned on. 
<laughs> if anything, if anything, this might clear my condition. <laughs> well, Fair enough. We'll just see. We'll is, see. All right. Is there a way to like help Eddie Rue with that? Because I feel like Doris would also be like looking, looking at the body, trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, we can also just do two separate roles. And then I'll also just say, don't forget that you have your um uh that you have your cozy place. So you can also figure out how that that can assist you. It gives you an advantage in a role. So if there's like an item or something that you want to use to assist you with the role, you can absolutely do that. But let's start with Eddie Rue. Eddie Rue, what are you gonna do? I think I want to just sort of like take off my like scarf that I definitely have and just sort of like wrap my hand in it a little bit because I don't have any gloves. And just sort of like poke around the body and just sort of like look around the neck, look around, you know, the head, look around, you know, see if there's any sort of like tears in the clothes or anything like that, um, where like something could have could have happened. While you're at it, Eddie, see if there's any money. And I'll see if there's any money. Fantastic. Roll to metal. And Doris, are you going to be doing sort of the same kind of looking around the body? Yeah, I think maybe if anybody was looking for like signs of foul play, then maybe I don't I want to look more for like, is he dressed out of the ordinary in any way? Kind of or, you know, yeah, that kind of stuff. Fantastic. Go ahead and both of you roll roll to metal. Um, I have an eight. Fantastic. I have a six total. Great. Um, Eddie Rue, as you're sort of poking around um, the body uh, in one of the pockets, you find um, uh, you find a family photo and it's kind of waterlogged because he was in the water for uh, a little bit of time. Um, and as you unfold it, it's, it starts to sort of crumple a little bit around your, your fingers. But you do see that um, several uh, people in this image, their uh, eyes have been crossed out. Um, and this was in his pocket. Do we know who these people are? Can, can at a glance, can we see w- which ones are eyes crossed out? Uh, uh, yeah, one of them does appear to be Kylie. Um, the like, so it does look like it's a family photo. Um, and one of them appears to be um, the nanny. Um, and one of them appears to be a woman that you haven't met yet, who looks to be about um, Homer's age. And Doris, as you're sort of looking around, you you get this like distinct, um, it's like a very distinct noise happens um, behind you um, as if uh, uh, the lock to the freezer has been clicked shut. Um, here's a quick question. I was I was saving this. I Lane was probably going to walk outside and uh, take a drag of ATS cigarette <laughs> to be able to come back in. Great. Um, the, the question is, is the is the door closed in Lane's face as she's about to do that? Or did she make it out? Uh, it was closed in her face as she was about to cool. do that. And that's maybe how it discovered. Doris heard it and, and Lane was trying to get out. And uh, now, Lane, you're like, hmm, this is locked. Yeah, Lane, Lane turns the handle. Uh, and she knocks on the door. <laughs> I'm just going to light a cigarette in the freezer. <laughs> <laughs> Lynn breathes in really hard. It helps keep your face warm. Wish I hadn't taken off that scarf. It's chilly in here. <laughs> yeah, it is very cold in here. You all are starting to get the feeling that it's very, very cold. Does anybody else want a cigarette? <laughs> you have the ability, if you so choose, I mean, you're all welcome to play this out, but Doris, you do have the ability, if you so choose, to put on a crown and change this die roll. Oh, I forgot about the crowns. Sure. Let's, <laughs> let's put on a crown. I love that. 
as we all Thank fucking you for the freeze to death. <laughs> no problem. Learning the game. Okay. Da, 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 da. Do I pick which crown? So yeah, if you if you are gonna pick um the um crowns of the queen, then you can pick any single one that you want. If you're gonna pr- uh, pick crown of the void, then you have to go in order. But you okay. can pick any single one that you want. Cool. I'm gonna pick crown of the queen. Fondest. I'll just do the first one. F- flashback of your fondest memory of your late partner. Fantastic. So basically, what happens is you got like this, like. Uh, you got this like image of the worst case scenario of you guys being locked in this closet. And if you think about that, what about this memory is is sort of triggering for you in this moment, this different path? Sorry. So wait, so the memory is related to my flashback memory? It doesn't have to. It's okay. just uh, it's it's kind of helpful. I think sometimes otherwise it's like, I don't know. What is my fondest memory? <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah. I love that. Um, So I think. OK, so the click of the freezer, I think, makes Doris flash back to um, sort of like the click of the little boat shed that she shared with her husband, Dale. And he would just kind of like click the door closed as they were going out um, on the bay to just kind of sit in their boat and kind of just leisurely fish together um they always packed a little picnic to eat and they sort of like shared a lot of like meaningful silence and like smiles they didn't talk much um and they just had a nice nice time out on the water and that was a fun one that's awesome and you're so relieved because uh you see lane immediately is able to walk out of this uh freezer no problem to go smoke her second cigarette of the day and as you do um uh, go out there lane you do see etienne is just sort of waiting there um smoking yeah she just puts her hand up two fingers out uh to to motion for a drag please and Etienne very, very gingerly like hands it off to her. But before he does, he's like he like let just lingers a little bit on the on the filter. Yep. And she just <laughs> she just takes a drag on it. Uh kind of a, a medium length drag, keeps it in for a second, exhales very fast, says, Thank you, sweetie, and gives it right back to him. And then about face just like bounds back in right to the body. <laughs> I'm ready. Fantastic. Um, well, I'm going to, I'll, I not that I don't want to play this out right away, but Eddie Rue, having done what she needs to do, will go outside and entertain Etienne for a little bit. Hmm. Yeah. Is there anything that anybody else wants to do with the, with the body? Um, I think Lane is going to see if any of you know, like any clothing has been like meddled with. Uh, like if that photo we got was the only thing that seemed to have been in the pockets or if there's like residue of something else that was perhaps pilfered. Uh, you know, it's like what if there was a piece of paper and you like get some like residue of that that like ripped off when someone took it out of a pocket because it was wet, something like that. Yeah, I love that. Um, Go ahead and roll to metal. And do you feel like you're being affected by your condition on this roll? I would think my cozy place would cancel it out, right? It, yes. Yes. So what are you using from your cozy place to cancel it out? Uh, that was the cigarette that I just, uh, the drag I just took of a cigarette. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Um, all right. Um, and I think I'm rolling with, uh, I think I'm rolling with composure, right? Because <laughs> I'm trying to not uh, uh, vomit. Yep. 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 Two plus two is four plus one is five. <laughs> <laughs> Reminder that you can put on a crown, Lane. 
if you want. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. Okay. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, as you are exploring um, this this body, you thought that you had everything under control, um, 100% under control. Um, and uh, you've also seemed like everybody's sort of like slowly drifted back outside. You can hear Eddie Rue laughing with Etienne in the distance there um, in a way that is uh, perhaps a little bit unsettling as you toss your cookies all over this um, this freezer. And as you do, um, you hear uh, this squeaky 20-something voice saying, what do you think you're doing here? Um and you turn and you see that it is uh, Assistant Deputy Bert Halloran, um, who is all of 19 and um, very squeaky. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to put on a I'm going to put on a <laughs> crown as like <laughs> as I presume the gun is being pointed at me. Uh, and uh, let's see, I will put on I think I'm going to I'm checking the crown of the queen, a flashback showing how you are an imperfect mother. Um, and as Lane uh, sort of sees this sees this potential future happening, um, she remembers back to her son Herschel uh, vomiting like very very dramatically somewhere, um, and she was just you sort of see her like very like half heartedly cleaning off vomit and like not wanting to get herself dirty, as her son is like too gross, um, and she sort of remembers back to that with guilt and sort of holds it in like. No, I have to get gross and like sticks her hand further into this like wet fetid pocket, like wet, like wet fetid clothing, like looking for stuff. <laughs> Fantastic. OK, so, yeah, so you do not um, lose your cookies um, as it turns out at all. But you do find um, you do find that his shoe is slightly um, ajar. And when you sort of pull it out, and this is drier than than other parts of him, um, because it was underneath his, like it was inside his heel, and it's this little tiny scrap of paper. Um, and when you unfurl it very gingerly, because it still is wet, you do see that it is um, a sequence of of numbers. Um, you're not really sure what these numbers mean, but there, it's a it's a fairly long sequence of numbers. This is not like a fortune cookie. This is like a like a sort of some sort of telegram or something. It's a yeah, clearly has some sort of specific meaning for sure. Eddie Rue, um, as you're outside, uh, before we hop immediately into into your conversation, um, uh, because Doris also put on a crown, and so as Doris is maybe leaving the um, the uh, freezer, uh, she hears you two laughing and and him saying, "Well, I mean, he fought all the time with these other people, his family, all the time, and there was some like huge argument the other day um, between uh, Kylie and um, and the sister about a loose." not or something i don't even know what that was about but some some dumb thing i mean rich people am i right honestly you, you, you can't stand them until you are one i suppose <laughs> um that's a clue that doris got that that was a, yes. a doris clue well etienne i was just wondering you know if you could if there was anything else i'm just so curious about this um business deal that he was supposed to take how did that how did it fall apart oh and is there uh, anything i can do I, I, I don't know i'll just put my hand sort of like low on his chest and just be like 
I'm just curious what, you know, what's the story there? As I sort of like to do a little one of these. Uh, just, you know, not nothing crazy. Just just a little bit of something. For podcast listeners, that was a little bit of a squiggle upon the chest, a little lingering finger on the chest. Like right where the chest meets the belly. <laughs> Love it. Um, and and he smiles at you and he's just like, oh, these 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 things fall apart all the time, all the time, don't you know? And then he like immediately like puts his um, he, he like takes some of your hair and puts it behind your ear. And he's just like, I've just missed seeing you. So much, Eddie Rue, so much. Um, but if you're trying to uh, to seduce me, you should just come out and say so. Um, everybody, is everybody still in the freezer? I think they're slowly coming out of the freezer. I think, I think Doris is standing right around the corner like she was about to step on this board and she's like, nope, nope, nope. Just let this play out. I'm still in the freezer. I'm pocketing a few uh, spices. Thank you. Mm. Well, I guess I will say this. You always know... Where to find me? I do. Um, oh God, I want to get more information out of this guy, and I want to flirt. I, I want to do it by flirting, Great, and maybe doing and maybe doing something that a woman of half my age would do. Uh, why don't you roll to metal, and then I think you are affected by your fluster, though, um, in this role. Absolutely, I'm working. I'm working against it. Um, for sure. But actually, do you know what? Really quickly, can I just just to like throw some cozy in there? Can I just um, have produced one of my pressed flowers and just sort of like just sort of like put it in his like um, I guess he's wearing a sweater. So this is even better. I'll just sort of like tuck it into one of his belt loops. Excellent. That negates. Yeah, that negates the, the fluster. Great. I don't know. This is presence, right? Mm hmm. Five. Um, yeah, as you're sort of sliding uh, this into into his belt loop, he looks at you and he kind of he kind of gets a smile and he's just like, you know, what, Rue, I just don't think that we can go down this path again. I just don't think that it would be good for either one of us. And he takes your hand and he's just like, I just I respect you too much to do that to you. And he takes your pressed flower and he puts it back into your palm. You could instead choose to put on a crown. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want to put on the shadow in the garden. I want to put on the shadow. of the. I want to put on a crown of the void. Damn straight. Let's do it. I think she just sort of like gets a dark look in her eyes when this all, when this all sort of happens. Such that it's a thing where it's like, this man is going to tell me everything I want to know. Yeah, you get this flash of like of how badly it could have gone where you would have been rejected and pushed aside and and just like the unbelievable hurt that would have caused. And instead, you get this flash of something quite dark, quite dark indeed. Uh, and it's almost um, it's almost as if you were looking at your reflection in his eyes and you saw your yourself like in that reflection sort of like dripping blood um in this in this moment um but thankfully it didn't happen uh so that's just sort of stuck with you though this uh this image um this unshakable image of of how you could have looked to him in this moment um but instead what he says to you in the sweetest way possible still holding your hand and thumbing the pressed flower you put in his belt and he's just like i'm so happy that we've reconnected um, and I'll tell you a secret. 
that I know, which is that there's a lot of rumors that Homer isn't the father of one of those kids. And for a man that wealthy, that's some stuff, Eddie Rue. And he's just holding onto your hand uh, on his chest. And he's just like, so can I come calling you sometime? Rich people, right? Rich people. Give me a call. Hmm. Awesome. So I think you have gained as much information as you can from this dead body. Um, it is it is evening. You're more than welcome to continue um, your explorations this evening and go to the hotel um, or go visit Dr. Uh, Tara Banerjee, uh, or we can start a new day. What would you like to do? I'm going to vote new day because I have stuffed my bra full of food from the freezer and I would like to get it home. So... I'm going to discreetly walk out with very, very large bazonkers and quickly shuffle home. Yeah, you're welcome on the assist there. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for your service. A couple of things I'm just going to flag since we're going to start a new day, which is that um, the complexity of this mystery is six, um, which means that you have to have a minimum of six clues to solve it, um, which you currently have. I would argue that you maybe aren't ready to solve it at this particular moment in time because you haven't talked to everybody. So like, that's totally fine, but I just wanted you to be aware of that. And then the other thing that I wanted to let you know is that you have received your first void clue, um, which is, uh, so I put it in that space as well, because sometimes those are hard to distinguish from uh, the regular clues, um, which is the reflection dripping blood. Um, Fantastic. So we've started a new day. Um, Did you all decide that you wanted to like meet up for brunch, for breakfast? What's the plan here? What are you doing? Brunch at the hotel. I could go for some eggs benedict. And they do start serving alcohol at 10 a.m. Plus if you sit outside, they let you smoke. I I mean, I could, I love a Bloody Mary. I want to get whatever their most piratey themed cocktail is. I want whatever strongest. So... Two Bloody Marys, a Manhattan for Lane, and a, and a Long Island iced tea. And it's not even 10 a.m. Yeah. These are yeah, my no, kind of ladies. I'm sorry. It's definitely, it's not, it's not too bloody. A Bloody Mary, a Mai Tai. Yeah. yeah. I do need this. I did see a dead body yesterday. No, the Long Island iced tea is perfect because it's a splash of Coke. I can't have too much caffeine. It's just enough. It's my coffee. I think that uh, that your, your flustered has has dissipated. Um, I think that Lane, however, is still um, thinking about the dead body. Um, fantastic. So on the Prometheus Grand Hotel, uh, where you have where you've shown up to have brunch, um, uh, I'm curious, just so we can get a lay of the land here. Uh, how does this expensive yacht hotel um, dripping with extravagant wealth still show the signs of pirates? Because it used to be a pirate ship um, even all these years later. And this is sort of a group question. So answer at your own will to sort of paint the scene. Is the, is the hotel on the water? Yeah, it's like docked. Yeah, it's docked. So I want to think they do it kind of like how, you know, a lot of apartments in New York have exposed brick. They'll have exposed wood, but it's obviously been lacquered a little bit. So it's not still deteriorating. I think that that attributes to the ambiance. Um, I, I like the idea that like, like it in the restaurant, which is like in the like one of the lower decks of the of the thing, um, or at least partially carved out lower, the thing. Um, like the tables are set up so that they're on top of ca- like where the cannons would go, or something. 
I don't want to say, maybe they are on the cannons. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe the cannons are the benches that you sit on. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fantastic. Any other contributions to what, like what this, this swanky ass hotel, how it's still kind of a pirate ship and how those two things are sort of battling it out? I think there's, I think there's a novelty, um, parrot like a live pet parrot that kind of just it doesn't swoop around in everybody's face because i don't think the rich people would put up with that but it's just kind of like a you know an older parrot who sits there and like if the kids come if kids come to the hotel they can like get it to say a few words back to them i think it's to make it pretentious because obviously this is also a fancy place i think they have dishes named after different cities and different things just be like oh yes well they conquered here at this one point so this is a recipe they stole from the Maldives, even though no one's actually ever been there. <laughs> like, there's just accents in weird places on some of the dish names. <laughs> yeah, it's like still the spiciest thing on the menu is clam chowder. And there's something that looks like it's named, from, like it was bought in Ikea. Like the naming doesn't make any sense. But it's just smoked salmon on bread. <laughs> so the question that I have before we even really begin is, <laughs> How many oysters are we getting? Are we also getting the shrimp cocktail? I mean, as you sort of come into this ship, I will just say you are expecting the brunch to be open because it you have heard rumors of this brunch. Um, and as you come in, though, uh, you realize that everything is sort of like closed down. And um, the only person who is who is there is sort of this overworked um uh, this overworked woman in her 30s um and she's dressed like a conventional maid like in that kind of an outfit and she's just sort of she like immediately like stops and looks at you and she's like you all aren't the pearls well i didn't wear my pearls today but i do i i could go get them i think i got an extra set in my car they're fake though right but you're not if with the family they bought this place out for the, the the summer. They do it every year. We don't serve in the summer just to them. Oh, but no, but but you know what though? We're friends with them. And I th- I had I had thought when I had spoke to uh Kylie, I spoke to Kylie yesterday morning, but oh, all the terrible things. We did have plans to come for brunch. Kylie had uh Kylie had said we could come for brunch today, but is that off now? She told you you could come for for brunch. Yes, I mean after her 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 husband died, she invited you for for brunch. Oh, oh, oh okay, um, okay. Well, they technically Look. don't know when he died, so it could be while he was dying. <laughs> that's that's true. We're just trying to keep our appointments. We don't want to be a bother. Obviously, we wouldn't have picked brunch on the water given the circumstances. Right. Um, I'm, I'm Shannon Doherty, not like that Shannon Doherty, a different Shannon Doherty with an O. So it's a thing. Anyway, uh, uh, I'm the, I'm the maid. Um, they asked me to wear this. This is not how I normally dress at this job. I, um, uh, uh, okay. Um, the thing is, uh, Athena is like, she might not have really wanted there to be a big brunch today is the thing. And, um, uh, yeah, so I'm just going to go check about that. And um, uh, if you can just wait here, please, so that I, I don't get in trouble, that would be that would be great. While you're doing that, may I, may I use the ladies' room? Um, you see, I'm very old. My bladder's very small. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I guess that that makes sense. I mean, yeah, it's it's just it's just done that way. Just be very quiet, very 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 very, very quiet. Won't even know I'm here. Thank you, darling. <laughs> yeah, and she like runs off and looks very very scared, very very scared. What do you do? Let's stick with baby. Where are you going? Well, I do have to pee. My bladder is small. <laughs> I'm just looking at everything on the walls just to see if there's any like change in decorations that they put up in pictures or things. Because um, it's not a very long walk to the bathroom. But once I get there, I'm going to dig in all the drawers. Yeah. Um, you uh, Are you meddling in this moment? I'll go meddle. Yeah, you want to meddle? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Because um, uh, you've been here before. Like, even if you didn't stay the night, you've been here before, right? Yeah. I've sure. been, like, once. I'm not a big fan. Again, like I said, why would you go to a hotel and have everything you need at home? But the cocktails, I'll follow the alcohol anywhere. Sure. And you're just looking for something out of place. Yeah, go ahead and roll to meddle. Um, probably with reason would be my guess. Come on, girlies. Oh. Nine. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, yeah, as you're sort of walking around, um, you see that like there are a few things that are like that are new um, uh, that seem to be just for the family because they rented out for the summer. So they, you know, put up some like weird things, but they're, they're they're already in the process of changing things over. You do see that there is um, uh, an heirloom clock um in in a bedroom uh it looks like it's the master bedroom as you're like sort of passing by um and it looks like it has been uh shattered um it is it is uh, lying on the floor um on your way to the bathroom you just get that sneak peek of this broken heirloom clock Interesting. Quite possibly. For my ladies who stayed um and waited for Shannon Doherty the maid to return um with an O uh what are you doing? Is the uh, like hotel check-in desk near where we are? Or are we in the the restaurant specific portion? Yeah, in the restaurant specific portion. But you can see that like there's like it's a ghost ship right now. Like there's literally nobody's running about. It was just Shannon. It's like they just closed this whole sucker down for the summer. Yeah, I think if this is possible, I think Doris would like to sort of just casually mosey and and see if there's just been like a list of family member names left out so we can like see who's here and who might we might want to investigate next fantastic what are what is everybody else doing before we get you to roll lane is uh lane is sort of going through her bag uh where she today uh from that big costume closet um that is part of her uh her move renovation steel got a very big sort of like bug-eyed pair of shades. She basically just stuck her arm in this closet that is floor to ceiling with like things that are completely disorganized that she has stolen from the various uh, shows that shows and movies that she has done. Um, and she pulled out these glasses um, and sort of remembered the, um, the image of the Pearl family. Uh, that was one of our clues where they had some faces crossed out and was like, Oh yeah, this looks sort of like the glasses on the, uh, the woman of, um, the woman of Homer's age. So perhaps could could maybe pass off as a, a distant distant relative of some sort. Fantastic. Uh, Doris, go ahead and, and roll to metal as you're sort of looking around and poking around in this uh, in this hotel. Okay. Poking around. So that's probably composure. 
I would say reason. Reason. Okay. Yes. Uh, Seven. All right. Yeah. So you're you're sort of uh uh you know poking and poking and prodding and trying to see if there's anything that gives you a sense of of what's going on, um, with this hotel. Um, and uh, you do see something interesting um in uh in the trash can. Um, and this is a trash can that like is like a little tiny one that like clearly like like if this was in full operation, somebody would have like pulled it out forever ago. Um, but it is a, uh, um, a torn up invitation to a graduation. Mm. Uh, and as you're sort of poking around and, uh, Lane, you have put on your, your glasses. Um, that woman in the photograph who is about Homer's age does come, uh, through the door and, and Shannon is with her and is looking very, very cowed, um, next to her. And, and this woman, um, just sort of like walks up to you, looks you dead in the face, just up and down. Who are you? What are you doing here? Who invited you? And that's me. That's me. That's She's looking you. dead in the face. Um, yes, you <laughs> short one. Um, and this is, this is the woman saying this to, to Lane. To um, you, Lane. Yes. Lane, uh, Lane looks her up and down and says, I'm, I can't put a name to it. It's, it's, it's really, I, I feel, I'm so sorry. Well, I am Hilda Pearl. Hilda. Yes. Hilda. Hilda Pearl. And you are, oh, you were the cousin of the. Nephew of the, oh, how are we related? I'm so sorry. I'm very forgetful in such trying times. Uh, I want to make you roll for this, and I yeah. feel like it's a day move of some sort, but this is also tied to your maven move, is it not? Uh, yes, I'm I'm pretending I am a family member. I'm, I'm trying to pass myself off as one of them. Yeah, let me just take a look at it, because uh, this is a good use of it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you're, yeah. So, uh, you don't have to roll for that one specifically. Uh, I was like, wait, where is this move? Okay. Um, so yeah, she's staring at you very, very intently and she goes, Hilda. I mean, we have so many cousins. I guess that is quite possible. And there's, is this, this woman who is like, who is like, uh, like five foot nine. So at least got a head on you, if not more than that lane. Um, and she's got very stark white hair in two braids that are wrapped around her head. And she's got this like black dress on and she's walking with a cane and she's like this way for brunch, bring your friends, I guess, I guess we can all go. Yes. Thanks. It's my commune. You're come. Oh, you're that the side of the family. Exactly. This is this is. I think you can understand why I'm forgetful if I'm from that side of the family. That side of the family, sure. Well, it's really nice of you to come. I'm not sure how you got the word so fast that um, you know. Oh, you know people talk. You know, you know we pearls. I I suppose I suppose, but you didn't get the you didn't get the funny names. We all got the funny names, but you didn't get the funny names. Uh, Okay, let's go. Yeah, and uh, and Lane Lane follows and sort of turns back, puts the takes the glasses down and winks. <laughs> I love it. Um, um, Dor- can, Doris can if Lane is near her. Doris is gonna whisper. I'm pretty sure her name's Athena. <laughs> thank, Athena, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. The Greek. Am I Greek? <laughs> Maybe. I don't yeah. know any Greek. 
That's okay. Just 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 do your best. Okay, okay, thank you. Uh, fantastic. So she ends up like leading you all up and down this place and baby eventually also like winds back and like connects back up with the group as she's like gone on her detour to the bathroom and the master bedroom and all these other places. Um, and comes up behind you. And then you are, you are in this room, um, where you see Kylie, you see, um, uh, Misty, uh, baby, you recognize, um, the very, very hot late twenties nanny who is currently chasing after, uh, two children. Um, you see a very handsome man, um, named, uh, the, that you presume is Ajax. Um, and you see a woman in her mid forties, um, as well. Uh, Shannon Doherty is also there uh, tidying, trying to tidy uh, 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 alongside all of this. And they all just sort of slowly turn to you. And Athena says, family, I guess, I guess, I guess they're all family. I'm Hilda. It's been a long time since I've been out here. Uh, yep. Go ahead. Well, we see, we see Kylie. I see Kylie, I imagine, right? Yes. Okay. Well, she knows that we're, she knows, I guess she knows that we're not, it's not just, just want to make sure because like we did just see this person like that doesn't does it extend are we all family now too like have we all passed ourselves off to all of these people as family or is it just my ability says you're very talented at passing yourself off so i would think no but I, it's maybe a question whether kylie knows that i'm me or not I would say that uh, that that your your specific skill extends so that Kylie doesn't recognize you immediately as 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 Lane, but she does like look questioningly and she goes, "Oh, okay. I met these people at the bookstore yesterday. I didn't meet you. I didn't realize that you were part of the family. Um, but I guess you knew these people. Uh, it's nice to meet you, Hilda. Hilda, that's weird. Isn't that weird? And she turns to look at Athena and Ajax and Hestia and, um, and these other, and these other people. And they're like, what do you, Hestia goes, what, why are you saying weird? It's not weird. This was just like, this was dad's thing. It wasn't just dad. It wasn't just your father, my brother. It was, it was lots in like, there's already some like argument about like it how is, these names It's the branch of the family. It's absolutely the branch of the family. And we're from the branch of the, we're from the German branch of the family. I, I know it's controversial. And uh, Athena just sort of cuts in and says, look, there are many things that we don't discuss in this family and it's fine. It's fine. We were just sitting here. We were about to sit down for, for drinks. Um, Shannon, Shannon, if you wouldn't mind bringing around cocktails for everyone, um, that would be fantastic. I hope that you enjoy clams. Um, they they serve a wonderful clam chowder here. It's very spicy, but it's um it's it's really it's really it's kind of almost too much for my palate. But um it is it is delightful. It is delightful. It's a very nice clam chowder that you, that they do here. Are you all from around here? Or? Oh, we're from all over, but you know we 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 do live here now. So technically, I suppose um you know we we we've all sort of settled here. But yes, well, it's it's funny I haven't met all of you. <laughs> Usually, you know, I do I do tend to meet people. Um, I would love to sort of like, as this sort of like drinks start being passed around and people start because there's too many people. I don't like to I don't necessarily want to like be, but I do feel like there's something to be said for like uh, Eddie Rue's ability to like hold court, right? And I would just sort of love to sort of like, I don't know, regale them with, with stories uh, and then also sort of like maybe try to, I don't want to say like 
I don't want to say it like mousetrap them like Hamlet. We were already talking about Hamlet, but like sort of tell some stories that like are borderline insensitive considering what we already know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, maybe like as if they are about us or whatever, like um, like I missed out on an inheritance, that sort of thing. Um, because I found out that I was adopted and they never told me that sort of thing. Um, maybe targeting towards Hestia we haven't had very much information about yet yeah but i don't know how to navigate that within the scene but i feel like that's definitely a thing that like as as eddie rue makes her rounds i love it absolutely because yeah they're they they are they are wandering sort of people so yes you will you corner hestia who is um who is uh is has like a, a book out um that you're noticing um called uh the like basic uh human resources management <laughs> Um, but, uh, you can see that it's got a book cover on it. And so the outer, the outer thing is about philanthropy and you, but like, like that's what the, the cover is that she has around it. But you're seeing on the title page that it's like, uh, that the, 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 the words up top say it's human resources. So it's, it's quite, quite ridiculous. So she's studying something, but she doesn't want people to see that she's studying something. Yep. 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 Um, but yes, yeah, she will. Um, uh, she's absolutely happy to talk with you. Um, what do you want to talk to her about? Well, I guess I want to say, you know, it's very interesting. I got. I kind of want to like point it out and be like, oh, look at you. I had. Uh, well, you know, we don't talk very much, but I, I had a child once, and she was. Uh, she did a little bit of a career change later on in her life, um, and I sort of like produced the report card, say like, you know, straight A's. Um, as you can see, uh, and it was a lot of work. How are you finding it? Uh, is this a secret? Are we not talking about, about this? And yeah, she kind of looks a little bit scared and she's just like, um, I, um, my dad was, um, and then you can see that like sort of tears start to like form at the corners of her eyes. He, um, he was supporting me going back to, to school and I just, I haven't talked with them about it. Um, but, but that is, that is 100, yes, percent what's, what's happening here. So exciting for you. Uh, thank you. Thank you. You know, every, everybody sort of under, undervalued me except for, for dad. Um, I know he wasn't the kindest to everyone, but, but, but he believed in me and, and not, um, any of my stepmothers or my mother have. So that was, it's nice. I'm sorry. Who are you? Eddie. Oh, Eddie Rue. Eddie Rue Dubois. So nice oh. to meet you. Yes, Kylie said you were you were the nice one to her yesterday. Oh well, <laughs> I mean that I'm very nice, so I suppose that tracks. Um, that's me. Yes, uh, I just wanted to let you know if you need anything at all. You know, you can just like reach out. We, we you know, we're here. I'm sure that you're going to have the services here. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I think it depends on how the investigation goes along. I mean, I I I don't think he would have killed himself, but it is looking more and more that way. And and if that's the case, then that's going to change some things. And you know, um, yeah. Like what? I mean, I think it would just change where we have the funeral. I'm assuming, and I I assume I assume lots of things. Sometimes um, people write these sorts of things into their wills, you know, where it's like it's so and so gets something, and so other, but under these circumstances, so you know what I mean. So, oh yeah, um, I guess I hadn't really thought about the the will that much, but I, I suppose that would impact my school, wouldn't it? Um, 
Are you meddling? Oh, God, yes. Roll the medal. And you pulled out your report card. Make sure you check that off your tiny or your cozy place if you're going to use it. Oh, yeah. Well, I, that's definitely I check. I will check that off. Uh, that gives me advantage. Right. Uh, uh, this is definitely presence, which is I'm just like mainlining presence right now. Love it. And nine. Um, or so, so a nine. Excellent. Yeah. So uh, she's she's like really she's like really invested in talking with you. And then she she like she like takes in a deep like a deep breath. And she's just like, I just love this this ocean air. Um, have you, this is going to sound so weird, but my dad was recently like getting into like really intensely like this, this oceanography thing. Have you been studying that at all here? Oh, sure. I've got plenty of book, coffee table books. He was, he was like becoming obsessed with like things that get pulled from the ocean. Like these things that get pulled out and, and, and. You know, I know like he like made his business, you know, in sailing and whatnot, but it's interesting because he's like, he's been devoting a lot of time and resources to that before, before all of this. So you were talking about wills and it was making me think about where we spend our money. I don't know. I know he was like on the board of a lot of things, but I don't know if that's helped, like how he's like been funneling his money. But yeah, that's what I know about that. Like treasure. We're talking about like treasure, right? That's what you're saying. To, that's what you mean? Um, No not treasure. And she gets like really close to you and she's just like, like things. Like things. Mysterious things. Yeah. Like mysterious things. Oh, that is very interesting. Isn't it? All right. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Let's, let's, let's break. Um, uh, great. Anybody else want to talk to somebody else in this room? Or look at something else in the room. You're also welcome to go on your own ex exploration. Yes, baby. I want to see how people are dressed. Yeah. Um, I mean, very fancy. Everybody is 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 doing a lot of stuff here. Um, the nanny in particular looks like she is dressed very, very nicely. And uh, despite the fact that she is trying to run after these kids, um, Ajax looks really nice um, in a very, uh, very cozy uh, looking. Um, again, I just go for those white fisherman sweaters like Chris Evans. I can't get it out of my head. It's just always there. It's just so good. I almost so, yeah, wore mine like today, that. too. <laughs> uh, excellent. Yeah. And Hestia, too. Everybody looks very like they just they, they look like they are polished people um, and sort of sort of dripping in this in this wealth um, for shoes. Is there anyone wearing something that doesn't make sense at a boho top? Um, that's a good question. No, everybody seems to be wearing pretty sensible shoes as you're sort of clocking them all. No Crocs, unfortunately. <laughs> no, but what are you trying to ascertain? I'm so curious. If somebody looks out of place, like if they're wearing something that doesn't, that they're like uncomfortable or that they weren't really thinking about what they wore and they kind of just threw something together. Got it. Yeah, yeah. No, everybody looks pretty polished down to Shannon Doherty, who is dressed uh, impeccably as this this maid with a very clearly like specially designed outfit um, for extra humiliation. Ooh, extra humiliation. Oh, I just assume it's really humiliating to wear that kind of a, an outfit, like an actual like that kind of like black and white maid's uniform from Clue. Um, I'm not here to king shame. No, um, <laughs> no, 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 no. I just meant in like, in not in the bedroom way in like a. <laughs> Never mind. Yes. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> Anything else, baby? Um, 
I went into the bathroom and went into the drawers. All I found was a very expensive perfume, which I covered myself in. So um, <laughs> it's the lava. That's what I'm imagining they have. It's just stupid expensive. So I wanted to cover up the cigarette smoke. Um, but now there's a half empty bottle that I forgot to put away on the sink counter. But that's as far as I know. I'm just trying to figure out with the clock. Um, I also wanted to look and just see if like, because obviously with a broken clock, there's probably broken glass and things. So I was just looking to see if anybody had like something going on with your clothes. Awesome. I will say that because you're trying to clock lots of people right now, um, uh, baby, that what you do notice, because you also were familiar with Misty, um, you see Misty and Kylie like kind of staring at each other and then turning away for what it's worth. Um, you you clock this one like quick furtive glance um, that's happening. Doris or Lane, um, did you want to talk to anybody in this room? I'm Doris is interested how old are the two kids that are running around? Uh, they're youngish. Um, they look like uh, um, that they might um, have, uh, you know, maybe are about to get into the sixth grade or something. Okay. I think Doris wants to try to get them to calm down as a way to get herself on Misty's good side so she could talk to her more. Uh, great. Yeah, because they are running every which way um, uh, inside and outside and doing all of these sorts of things. Um, so how are you going to try to calm them down? I'm going to take out my um, impeccably kept book of pressed flowers and leaves that I've made notes in. I'm going to try to catch one of their ears and be like, do you know a lot about plants? And when they're like, what? I'm going to say some of them. Did you know some of them look really pretty? Some of them can make you kind of queasy. Isn't that weird? And hope that like the kid brain of like poisonous plants is enough to get them to like come over and sit with me and look at this book. Uh, I'm going to call that a day move um, because it's risky because it involves children. Um, and maybe you're afraid of children, too. Don't know. But um, that that can absolutely play into it. So let me hold on. Let me pull this up. Uh I think Doris, so with, yeah, I think Doris likes children, but she hasn't had a, a small one for a very long time. So it's a very much like, will this even work? Are kids into plants these days? I don't know. Uh, fantastic. So when you do something risky or face something you fear, name what you're afraid will happen if you fail or lose your nerve and then roll with the appropriate ability. Ooh, I mean, I think I'm afraid that if these are really spoiled kids and they're not interested, they're going to kind of like destroy my book or kind of tear it up somehow yeah okay fantastic go ahead and roll and do i get advantage because i'm using the book is that how that works 100 okay, yeah but then you have to mark it off mark it off and this would be reason probably yeah um i'm not sure because you're trying to convince them to do this i feel like it's maybe more of a presence thing great or uh uh, composure, one yeah. of the two. If you're letting me pick, I'm going to go with composure because Doris has zero presence. <laughs> uh, uh, sweet. Okay. Let's see what we got. Oh, man. These dice hate me. Three, four, five, six, plus one is seven. 
Um, Fantastic. So you are uh, able to get the attention of um, young uh, Persephone. Unfortunately, Hermes does not seem to be as interested in you, but he's like, he's hovering by. Persephone is looking very, very closely at everything and sort of touching them. And she's like, what do you mean you'll get sick? How do you get sick? Do you get sick this way or do you get sick that way? Um, This is annoying. Um, Okay, well, if you're looking at this one here, this one is called Moonglow Flower. And when I say get sick, you're not going to die from this one. But uh, some people say that if you powder it just right and you put it in tea, it'll make you see uh, a, a vision in the moon. Isn't that cool? And Hermes comes over and says, yes, that's really cool. That's really cool. I would like to see something in the moon. Me too, me too, okay. me too. And now they're, yeah, they really want, they really want to have this psychedelic tea. <laughs> okay. Well, for Hermes, how about you? Okay. You flipped to this page. Careful, careful, careful. Okay. And, uh, oh, oh, you flipped to, uh, I don't know anything about plants. So I'm making this up. Uh, you flipped to hemlock, which, ooh, I do think that is actually quite poisonous. So maybe if you see that in the woods, I would say stay away from that one. Definitely don't go p- picking that put it in, in anyone's mouths or your own mouth or anything like that. So that's we a cautionary tale. No. And they're like immediately like trying to like, like climb and like put things on. Like, I don't know. I clearly don't know how like young kids act anymore. Cause it's been a minute, but they're like, they're like, what do you mean? And they're like pulling on your face. Like, do you want it in your mouth? Do you want it in our mouths? And they're just like, it's a pre COVID time. And they're just like clawing, clawing at you. Um, and you have the, uh, I think you're going to have a condition from this experience. Um, that has to do with children. Overwhelmed. Um, overwhelmed is great. <laughs> yeah. That's a great condition for Seems you. Overwhelmed. Awesome. Misty, however, does look relieved that she is no longer having to chase them in her very, very nice outfit. Um, and so if that was your goal, she is she is like nodding appreciatively at you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Lane, let's check in with you. Who do you want to talk to? Um, so Lane has sort of clocked that Athena is one of the people in that photo who had her face, uh, like her eyes crossed out. And so wants to sort of pry a little bit on that. So she sort of observes from across the room while schmoozing a little bit and uh, really getting farther deep in this lie um, of who she is. Uh, she clocks what Athena is drinking and uh, sort of when when she's almost done with it, um, grabs it from the, I presume it's a Bloody Mary, g- grabs two from the bar and uh, sort of sort of sidles up and just sort of in a free moment says, and just hands her a Bloody Mary says, it's the flight of the Valkyrie Hilda to refresh your, to refresh your Bloody Mary. Oh, aren't you sweet? I love you so much. And you said you're from that other side of the family. They're always so weird. It's so nice to see you. It's, it's, the, so no, nice. it's the one that does the Norse God. You know, it's the whole, they, they, they like to be a little original. But I have to say, your side of the family has a lot more, uh, let, let's say, poise and and put togetherness. And I really always appreciate being at these kinds of events with you. Well, I mean, I, I, obviously, I remember you from 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 all of those things. You know, it's just it's it's really wonderful that that um, that you could be here, um, especially you know with my brother. I mean, just. Just dying so unfortunately in this way it was just it's just such a weird thing to have happened. And all of a sudden for you to be here, it's just it's just miraculous. I mean, and Lane I mean gets nobody very knows, serious like, and just puts a hand on her shoulder and says, 
How you holding up, sweetie? You know, it's just, it's so, it's so odd because I mean, I, it's not like we got along. Nobody gets along with him. He was Homer. He was awful. He was, he was great. He was wonderful. He was terrible. He was all of these things. And, you know, I mean, I, I wouldn't dream of killing my brother except when he's an ass, which is most every day. <laughs> no, seriously. If I didn't kill him, the weather would have. That is, that or his wives or those kids. And, you know, no one really liked him. I, I mean, it's just like, it's, it's what everybody here knows. Nobody liked him. Nobody liked him. Nobody liked him. And my dear, my dear, I must say also, I I do also believe that your brother was killed. My cousin was killed. And I, I have to offer, as, as a Valkyrie, I have to offer my services of protection. So if there's anyone that you want me to protect you from, just tell me who, and I am on it. Protect me? And I think I think that's the move, right? That is what Lane is trying to get is why would her eyes be crossed out in that photo? Who wants to hurt her? Fantastic. Go ahead and roll to metal. Yes. Um, now, here's a question. I would I uh, I think I still have that condition. So I'm rolling with disadvantage. And I believe if I remember the rules correctly, I cannot get myself up to advantage. I can only cancel the disadvantage. Right. Great. Um so I think I think while waiting for the the uh, the drink, Lane just reapplied. You know, looked in looked in her little pocket mirror, reapplied some lipstick. Um, so I will I will get the lipstick off of. I will check that off to clear my disadvantage. <laughs> I'm just sort of like you know looking a little more put together. And all right, let's see if I can get my first non-failing roll in this game. <laughs> Here we go. You can do it, Ben. Eleven. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, and what was I rolling with? I I was rolling probably presents, right? Because I'm lying. Yeah. Uh, yeah so that's, that's a twelve a plus one. Yeah, it's eleven plus one is twelve. Yeah, five and a six, folks. Nice. <laughs> Amazing. Fantastic. Um, yeah. And so when you when you offer this the this protection, Athena's eyes get really really big, and she's just like, I mean. Do you, you know that he was like on, on a lot of these boards, right? I shouldn't say, I should say. So I don't know which board, but there was a, there was a resignation of some sort. He wanted to leave. He wanted to leave this board so that he could pursue other interests. And those interests were weird. And honestly, Part of the reason why I I think that he might have killed himself is because it's because of those weird interests. You know, he started to get into all of this stuff that our father was into. You know, I mean, we could talk about your side of the family all the time, but our side of the family with this Greek shit, it's it's all it's 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 all relative, I suppose. But we have questions about the board, this board of this organization. And he was very secretive about which board it was. But I think that he got in too deep and I think that he wanted to leave. And I think that's um, that's what uh, that's what sort of sealed his fate, as it were. Well, thank you for sharing that with me, because don't I know in small towns, people talk. So I will clandestinely make sure that nothing like this ever happens again to any of us. Fantastic. Um, I'll also say I'm going to I'm going to I owe I owe you a void clue. So oh, just okay. know that you rolled a 12. Oh, yes. So I owe you a void clue. No, no. Um, 
but it's not it's not time yet for it. Um, all right, Eddie Rue, let's circle back to you. I just want to. The only the, the only other thing I really want to do. I don't know. Uh, is Misty there? Mm-hmm. Do we know anything about Misty? Oh, the Misty, the nanny. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we also know that Kylie's a little bit into ladies. So I think I'm going to try and go over there. I'm still going to make sure I have my gun, um, but I'm going to, but I'm going to like, sort of like, you know, just powder my nose and maybe, maybe see if like, do you want to go to the, I need to go to the, to the little girl's room. Would you like to come with me? Cause that's the thing that ladies do. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and she is appropriately, honestly, um, sucked up to by Doris for taking care of the kids that uh, that she that you don't, I don't think you have to roll for that. Uh, but I will say that, Doris, you clock this and you're able, if you would like to, to leave the children and follow if that is something you want to do. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. So, yeah, like girls trip to the restroom and Misty is just like, yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. I meant, well, yeah, I guess so. I was going to say Kylie, but also Misty. Oh. Okay, both of them. Because Kylie's the well, Kylie's the one who's into the ladies, and so I was trying to like seduce this person into giving me information. That's sort of like right. That's sort of a thing that she does that Eddie Rose clearly is into. It's sort of how I built my character. Fantastic. Um, my mistake. Okay, so then, uh, sorry, I thought we were talking about Misty. Let's talk about Kylie. Yeah, I'm sorry. Does that sort of like? Mm. No, because you already set up a relationship with Kylie. So I think that that's also fine. Um, 100%. Yeah. So she will follow you to, to the restroom. Um, but, uh, anybody can see this then. And I will offer that anybody is allowed to follow. Um, if that is still something that other people want to do. I think I'm going to, I think if you're, if Eddie, if you're working with Kylie, I'm going to stay and try to ask Misty some questions. Yeah. Great. All right. So yeah, you end up uh, going to the restroom and what is it that you, that you want to do? She's like looking in the mirror and she is, and she is, you know, pattering her face and she's like, is this what, this is what ladies do in the restroom, right? Well, it's what you're doing in the restroom and you're a lady. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And a very pretty one at that, I might add. Um, so Kylie, scary times going around. Um, I just wanted to make sure that, uh, and I sort of like opened my purse just so she can see, like, just want to, just want to see, like, you're protecting yourself in this situation, correct? Just so that she can see the gun that I keep with me. Because one can never be too sure about these sorts of things, especially, you know, and I think I'm going to actually show her the picture. Okay. Go ahead and roll to metal. Do I get an advantage because of the gun? Uh-huh. You just have to clock it off. Clock it off. Uh, that's a 10. <laughs> um, yeah. And so she looks at you and she just goes, she just like all of a sudden breaks down into tears. And she's just like, how did you know? Oh, my God. I haven't told anyone. Look, look, Misty and I, we didn't mean anything by it. It wasn't, it really wasn't like, I mean, I clearly... I have feelings for her. She has feelings for me. I know this, but it's it's true love. You have to believe me. It's true love. It's true love. I totally understand. I was never unfaithful to him. And it's, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, there was no reason. And I'm the one who's saying that, that he, that he's been murdered. I'm the one saying that, Eddie Rue. You have to believe me. I believe you. I believe you. I absolutely believe you. I just, and to your question of how I know, I know that bookstore inside and out 
and I know the books you were looking at. It was pretty, it was clear as day. Besides, I see the way you look at each other across the room. It's amazing. True love? Absolutely. And what a scary time. So, do we still think he was murdered? I believe so. Why would he kill himself? If he kills himself, like, I mean, what, what, like, what, what, what advantage does he have for that? Well, and that's the thing. Honestly, though, have you given any thought as to who stands to gain if he dies? I mean, Athena gains a lot if by his death. Mm. She's the one who's in control of everything and she didn't like what he was into, if you want my opinion. Um, she also never really liked me very much, but then neither did Ajax. And Ajax is like a lech and he just goes after Misty all the time and it's just really inappropriate. I mean, it's different than what I do, obviously, because she loves me. So, you know... It's different. It's different. Um, uh, and then Hestia, I mean, Hestia is just like a, a bum. They're all bums. They're all bums. They would all stand to gain by his death. Except, I mean, I, it's not like I wouldn't gain from his death, but like I, I wouldn't do that. I'm the one who's saying that he was murdered. Sure, sure. And they're all, just to be clear, they're all his, right? What have you heard? Just that something. I just, I, it was just a rumor I heard. I have no specifics. I don't think they're both his. I only think one of them is. I'm just sort of like mouthing like, oh my God. I know, I know. Who's out on the wheel? Nobody knows. The only person who might know would be Athena, but she's not talking. I mean, maybe Ajax, too, I suppose. And Hestia was a confidant. I mean, they're all culpable, Eddie Rue. They're all culpable. They could all have done this. One thing that you and I both know is that you are fully clear of this. Thank you. Thank you for believing me. Yes. Oh, absolutely. By the way, totally, whatever. <laughs> she can totally, whatever. <laughs> just like like if i have a moment for eddie Rude to like look directly into the camera and be like and you're totally clear fourth fourth wall break and look back you know what i mean but i think we have determined that the murder mavens are definitely a group of people who d does lie all the time <laughs> well listen hold on a second i'm just going to give a little powder and say clean yourself up okay good <laughs> up that's up Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do ladies do in the bathroom whatever we do and we walk out the door is that an expression it is now <laughs> okay and she like walks out with you um 100 uh so you do have quite a bit of uh, quite a few clues now i know that there are some other people that you want to talk to but i am curious if you feel like you're ready to proceed to end game as yet as a group because you can really mold these to be whatever you want them to be. But if you haven't feel like you've talked to enough people, you can absolutely talk to more people. I think we could do something. I don't know about you yeah. guys. We also can't lose. We have 10 clues. So <laughs> it's 2d6 minus 6 plus 10. So even if we get uh, like, what, 2 minus 6 plus 10. Uh, oh, no, that would fail. <laughs> okay, we could fail. So we can't lose, except for like one way. If we do you fail. Can, you can absolutely lose. But. Okay, so the way that Theorize works is it's a freewheeling conversation. You have collected all of these clues in our mystery section here. And as and, and this is just like you can all sort of propose who you think did it. Um, and then you have these tick box boxes next to it where you can like 
add and say like, oh, we've explained that clue and this and this theorize. And the more that you kind of incorporate into your theory, the better your role will be. You have to at least incorporate six so that you don't have any negatives against you when you roll. Um, but you can obviously incorporate more than that. You don't have to use all of them, but the more you use, the better your role will be. So who wants to put a suspect on the table? And how are you going to incorporate? We just say that we're doing this at Teddy's. Yes, you left. Yes, absolutely. You left this party um, and you went over to Teddy's and uh, and she's just like, she's like on a trip, but she was really happy to have you all. And so there's just like baked goods everywhere. And she's just like, she's just tripping balls in the backyard a little bit. We're just <laughs> hot boxing in her living room. Yeah. She's just this like is how vibing. we freewheel. Yeah. And she's just vibing and just like chilling out and just like clearly on some tea. It's great. The big, the big thing that I'm wondering is that Athena told Lane uh, that it, the the little clue about like he was trying to leave a board, and like they no one liked that, and he was trying to leave a board to do something fucking weird, which we did learn is the like pulling shit out of the ocean. So it's like okay, so who who of these people would be related to that? Like would not like that. And what financial interest do they have from what we know? You could tie that in with the knot. Yeah. Like that could be some sort of discussion for like the knot could be just a board of elders in that family and just having an issue with that. Um, it could just be mm. old name. Oh, I like the board of elders. <laughs> Well, yeah, because like, especially if you've got a ton of money and you have a big family like this where a lot of people are hungry, you think you would have a few people at the top that kind of make sure to keep everybody under control. You can't just have one person keeping everyone contained because there will be mutiny, as we've seen. And that makes sense, Uh, too, why why Athena would say that Homer is uh, was killing him and she thought he killed himself quote unquote, but that would make sense why she's misdirecting to saying it was business related when it was in fact family related. Yeah. Because it's like anybody looking in then would see, okay, well they're, they wouldn't think family, even though it's very parallel. Also, I want to throw out there, Hestia is studying for HR, which is not a high paying in like job. And like, but these, this family is independently wealthy which suggests to me that maybe she thinks at least she's not actually going to get anything in this will. Well, and presumably thought that she wasn't going to remain rich when she started school, which was a long before her father died. Which might also be part of the rumor that she's not his kids and she's not going to get any money. Um, the fact that he favors her and was going to put her through school means he probably favors her over one of his actual kids. Mm. Right, like Ajax, who's a who we haven't talked to at all, but also I'd love to pin it on a man. <laughs> it would make sense with the photo since he was the only one that wasn't crossed out, but I could also see Athena kind of setting that up, mm-hmm. like planting the clue. Yeah. yeah, to point to like make Ajax take the fall to keep her place mm-hmm. and keep her security. That to me makes a lot of sense. Because I could imagine her and Ajax getting into a heated discussion. Maybe there was a little bit of an altercation, hence the broken clock in the hotel. 
Invitation to graduation, again, angry at Hestia. Why would you favor the child? Fuck off. Okay, well, we need to do something. I'm like, I'm not going to do anything. Fuck. All right, we're going to kill dad. I do want to want to throw out, I love all of this. Kylie could also be the person doing this. Like, even though we had that big conversation with her, mm. she's like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Mm. Like, she's the wife. She's the one who would get the money. She is telling us that she's in love with Misty. So she could be trying to make it so that, like she could also have been the one who killed him and planted that thing on there and is trying to pin it on either Athena or Ajax, right? In order to like, but I, but also like, she seems like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm just like. But you know what this could mean also? It might mean that, because of that, she's suspicious. But like Kylie, Misty, and Athena are all suspicious because their eyes were crossed out in that creepy photo that he had that presumably a murderer would have gotten rid of if they knew about it. So I wonder if Homer knew that the three of them were conspiring on something and then someone killed him before he uh, did anything about it. Perhaps a fourth party. So time out, time out, time out. Just so we're clear, the people that are the eyes are crossed out in the picture are Kylie, Misty, and Athena. Misty and Athena. Mm. The sister. Mm -mm. So the only one. So if okay, which means the only one he trusts is Ajax and Hestia, his two kids. I wonder if whatever Kylie, Misty, and Athena are conspiring on together is something that would benefit them. Uh, and Ajax, in order to erase that thing that would benefit the three of them and get it all for himself, decided to kill Homer so that the three of them wouldn't be able to finish their master plan. So it's a sort of two factions against each other. And, uh, you know, Ajax did the murder because he feared that Homer was going to side with the other three. Sure. And that paper with perhaps that paper with the thing is like uh, like a bank account. Yeah. Or a safety deposit. Box. Yeah. Like the code to a safe. Yeah. Just something that is sort of like this is the account number. Mm -hmm. And then that's what he was trying to get, maybe, but didn't know. Sort of back channeling money to perhaps Kylie and Misty through Athena and the board of elders and the family. Listen, money laundering works externally as well as it does internally. I think that makes sense. This is hard. This game is hard. I'm not good at this. I'm stressed. You all are doing fantastically. This is very stressful. You've incorporated several clues in here. And also I think that like you can you can still like cross off the illicit love affair between Kylie and Misty in this in this uh, explanation. That's nine that we've crossed off so far. Well, I will also say that maybe that's also part of it too, that that home that that failed business deal. Maybe this is what it is. Okay. Homer's trying to cash out of his money making, but he's trying to give it all, all of his money to this other entity so that nobody gets the money. Right? Which is why he's not doing the thing with the the bar, right? He's no longer doing that. Mm -hmm. so that's that failed, right? And like Ajax gets wind of this 
right? Everybody, is this, that's, this might be a totally separate theory. No, I think you're onto something with that. That's really interesting because then what you're getting at is like, is it the whole family that's conspiring? And they already said that. <laughs> they exactly. all said that. <laughs> yeah, Ben already said it. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I think except for Hestia. I think Hestia's the only I wanna I wanna I wanna save this girl. That she's the only <laughs> that I she's, think she's the innocent. only one. Yeah. That she that also like that torn of invitation to a graduation, like she's gonna graduate from this thing and nobody's gonna come, right? But she's like trying to get ever, but like they're all like screw that girl. And it's everybody but Hestia was trying to get make it happen. They punched out that clock in the, in the hotel. <laughs> Homer punched out that clock Homer in the punched, hotel, said, yeah. time's up. <laughs> <laughs> well, when AJ, well, he punched out the clock in the hotel when uh, perhaps Ajax confronted him over where he was funneling money. Um, and he said, like, time's up because, like, this is the part of the family that's going to retain the power. And then Ajax throws the man off. Perhaps with a missing piece of glass from the face of the clock. Ooh. No. Yeah. I like it too. I could also see Hestia really tragically like bringing her graduation invitation and then tearing it up herself because she's like, my family does it. They're not going to come, you know. Oh, our sweet cinnamon roll. <laughs> that poor girl. <laughs> Do y'all feel ready to roll? Yeah. yeah. Who wants to roll this? You get to roll it with, um, uh, it looks like plus five. Wait, did you get them all? Did you get them all? We we the, left two open. Uh, did we, we we didn't talk about another younger woman, and we didn't talk about the failed worked, business deal. Unless, yeah, we worked in Homer Pearl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great! With the with the with what's his name? With the guy with the with with Etienne. Etienne. Do we want to leave the younger woman on the ta- on the table? No, we didn't resolve that. It's Kylie and Missy. Really, I, I don't know. I was sort of thinking about that as like. The, there's like swirling vague rumors of a younger woman and you th- we thought it was with Homer but it was actually with Kylie if it's tied to the love affair the question is do we get double points for that <laughs> they're two different clues so yeah nice so we literally got all we 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 found a way to put all of them that, that's Nick the, way gave you a thumbs up. Uh, the lucky number of clues is 13 that's so 2D6 you get plus to seven. roll this with a plus seven um, that's the only modifier that you get. So who wants to roll this, this theorize? And, and just to be clear, this is to theorize. I want somebody to say it. This is, this is who did it. This is why. Let's try to make it as simple as possible. Who can say it? Ben has not had many good rolls. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I can say what we just, I can try to summarize what we just said, but, uh, I don't want to roll. <laughs> well, because... I, should, I mean, I've, I've had the hot dice tonight. Yeah, yeah you should yeah. have yeah. Dice been crap also. Yeah. <laughs> But now, now that's all the pressure. Uh, but yeah, Lane, tell us who who did it and why. Ajax is the murderer. There is a lot of scheming in the Pearl family, and Ajax clearly wanted some money. There were a lot of, let's say, uh, untoward things that the high society folks would not like. There was a love affair between an employee and a scion. The board of elders on this family approved of it all and decided, well, yes, this is our future. Is these two people, this young scion in uh, in in Kylie, this young 
member of the family who's going to become our new, one of our new leaders, the mother of many wonderful children, and Missy, who we all like. Ajax was not having that. After shady business deals, after rumors of illegitimate children, after the shunning of Hestia, his own, his own sister, the shunning of Hestia, he had had enough. It was him who deserved all of the family power. And so he confronted Homer, who punched a clock and said, no, no, I want to retire to pull shit out of the ocean. And Ajax said, well, you're going to retire to the ocean. Killed him and threw him off. Oh, that's completely out of the, out of the dice. <clears throat> come on, Chris, come on. It's a 14. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> so on uh on a 12 plus, um uh sorry, you have you have obviously come to the correct uh solution in this in this way. How do you want to take down your bad guys? Do you do you just want to say all of that? Do does the does the camera pan as you are monologuing on the ship with the um uh you know with the uh, police there to hear it all? Yeah, I think that what that monologue just happened, it's like it starts at a, at a really tight, tight shot of Lane who <laughs> takes off her glasses mm-hmm. and then it just pulls out slowly on <laughs> all of us standing behind her. And then the big burly police police officer, the, uh, um, Esther's son, uh, <laughs> who's standing super right handsome. <laughs> yeah, standing right. And then, sta- yes, exactly. Um, and then sitting right behind Ajax. And then we see like them all sitting there, like holding their drinks, like in a tableau, just sort of like in shock that they've been caught. And poor Hestia is sitting there sobbing. At, but she's going to mm. get all the money. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Um, you have solved this case. And after you solve this case um, and and everybody is happy and celebrating. Hestia is like looking so grateful and tearful about how all of this has transpired. Um, something happens uh, off screen away from you all, something that you are not necessarily privy to in this episode, but is definitely present. And that is there's a group of hooded figures standing before a large ornate mirror. All of the figures are wearing these these smooth white masks of Greek theater with large openings for ghoulish smiles and frowns. And in the center of this circle is a figure wearing purple robes. And he, uh, they show off this like incredibly large knife, um, like a Faith Lahane knife for those of you who watch Buffy, um, to a group of like like to the group, just sort of spinning it around and showing um, them this knife that have assembled there. And then the figure takes the knife and stabs it into their face, popping one eye free and then another. They didn't take the eyes and display them to the group, blood dripping down their face and hands, again, sort of spinning. And they place the eyes in front of the mirror and they start chanting, everyone in this circle. We linger on the reflection in this mirror and the carved eyes that are first staring lifeless. They then start to move and the nerve stems start to flick back and forth like an animal's tail. The group masks of smiles and frowns cheer in deep um, billows as we smash cuts into the credits of this episode. 
Dungeons and Drama Nerds is produced by Todd Brian Backus, Percival Hornack, and Nicholas Orvis, and is mixed and edited by Anthony Sertel-Dean. Our Brindle Wood Bay campaign features Christopher Dierksen as Eddie Rue Dubois, Ben Ferber as Lane Walter, Corey Flores as Baby Garcia, Shannon Wade as Doris Makoviak, and our keeper, C. Meeker. If you'd like to help us continue exploring the intersection of theater and tabletop role-playing games, consider leaving us a review on your podcast app of choice or supporting us and getting access to our patron-only bonus content at patreon.com slash dungeonsanddramanerds. You can find our social media and website links, including our cast bios, at the link tree in our show notes. And we'll be back with another episode of our Brindlewood Bay campaign on January 4th. Be well and see you then.